ಬಂದಿದೆ ಬಂದಿದೆ ಹಿರಿಯರ ವಾಣಿ ಹಿರಿಯರೇ ಇತರ ರಾಜಾರಾಣಿ ಹತ್ತೋಣ ನಾವು ಅವರ ನೆನಪಿನ ದೋಣಿ ಕೇಳುತ್ತಾ ಖುಷಿ ಪಡೋಣ ಹಿರಿಯರ ವಾಣಿ ಕೇಳ್ತಾನೆ ಖುಷಿ ಪಡೋಣ ಹಿರಿಯರ ವಾಣಿ ಕೇಳ್ತಾನೆ ಖುಷಿ ಪಡೋಣ ಹಿರಿಯರ ವಾಣಿ ಇದು ಹಿರಿಯರ ಕತೆ ಹಿರಿಯರ ಜೊತೆ ನಿಮ್ಮ ಹಿರಿಯರ ವಾಣಿಯಲ್ಲಿ ಕೇಳ್ತಾನೆ ಇರಿ ಖುಷಿಯಾಗಿರಿ ಹಲೋ ಲಿಸ್ನರ್ಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಯುವರ್ ಆರ್ ಜೆ ಚಂದನ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಐ ವೆಲ್ಕಮ್ ಯು ಆಲ್ ಟು ಅನುಭವ್ ಅ ಜಾಯಿಂಟ್ ಪ್ರಾಜೆಕ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ನ್ಯಾಷನಲ್ ಇನ್ಸ್ಟಿಟ್ಯೂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಸೋಷಿಯಲ್ ಡಿಫೆನ್ಸ್ ಮಿನಿಸ್ಟ್ರಿ ಆಫ್ ಸೋಷಿಯಲ್ ಜಸ್ಟೀಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಎಂಪವರ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಗವರ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಇಂಡಿಯಾ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಮೀಡಿಯಾ ಫಾರ್ ಕಮ್ಯುನಿಟಿ ಫೌಂಡೇಶನ್ ಇಂಪ್ಲಿಮೆಂಟೆಡ್ ಬೈ ನೈಟಿಂಗೇಲ್ಸ್ ಮೆಡಿಕಲ್ ಟ್ರಸ್ಟ್ ಪ್ರಾಜೆಕ್ಟ್ ಕನ್ಸೀವ್ಡ್ ಬೈ ಡಾಕ್ಟರ್ ಆರ್ ಶ್ರೀಧರ್ ಪ್ರಾಜೆಕ್ಟ್ ಇನ್ವೆಸ್ಟಿಗೇಟರ್ ಅಲೋಕ್ ವರ್ಮಾ ಕೋಆರ್ಡಿನೇಟರ್ಸ್ ಪೂಜಾ ಮುರಡಾ ಸಾಯಿ ಸುಧಾ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಕೌಶಲ್ಯ ಗವರ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಇಂಡಿಯಾ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ಇನಿಷಿಯೇಟೆಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಎಲ್ಡರ್ ಲೈನ್ ಟೋಲ್ ಫ್ರೀ ನಂಬರ್ ಒನ್ ಫೋರ್ ಫೈವ್ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ ಸೆವೆನ್ ಎಲ್ಡರ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಎನಿ ಒನ್ ಆನ್ ಬಿಹಾಫ್ ಆಫ್ ಎಲ್ಡರ್ಸ್ ಕೆನ್ ಕಾಲ್ ಬಿಟ್ವೀನ್ ಮಾರ್ನಿಂಗ್ ಏಟ್ ಎ ಎಮ್ ಟು ಏಟ್ ಪಿ ಎಮ್ ಫಾರ್ ಎನಿ ಕ್ವೆಶನ್ಸ್ ಕ್ವೈರೀಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಸಪೋರ್ಟ್ ಟು ಎಲ್ಡರ್ಲಿ ಟುಡೇ ವಿ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಡಾಕ್ಟರ್ ಅನಿತಾ ಚಂದ್ರ ವಿತ್ತಸ್ ಹೂ ಇಸ್ ಅ ಕನ್ಸಲ್ಟೆಂಟ್ ಜಿರಿಯಾಟ್ರಿಕ್ ಸೈಕ್ಯಾಟ್ರಿಸ್ಟ್ ಅಟ್ ನೈಟಿಂಗಲ್ ಸೆಂಟರ್ ಫಾರ್ ಏಜಿಂಗ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಅಲ್ಸೈಮರ್ ಸೆಂಟರ್ ಶಿ ಕಂಪ್ಲೀಟೆಡ್ ಅವರ್ ಕೋರ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಸ್ಪೆಷಲಿಸ್ಟ್ ಸೈಕ್ಯಾಟ್ರಿ ಟ್ರೈನಿಂಗ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಯು ಕೆ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ರಿಟರ್ನ್ ಟು ಇಂಡಿಯಾ ಫೋರ್ ಇಯರ್ಸ್ ಅಗೋ ಹರ್ ಇಂಟ್ರೆಸ್ಟ್ ಆರ್ ಟು ಇಂಪ್ರೂವ್ ದ ಆಕ್ಸಸ್ ಟು ಡಿಮೆನ್ಷಿಯಾ ಕೇರ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಇಂಪ್ರೂವ್ ಅವೇರ್ನೆಸ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಕಮ್ಯುನಿಟಿ ಶಿ ಹಸ್ ಪಾರ್ಟಿಸಿಪೇಟೆಡ್ ಇನ್ ಸೆವರಲ್ ಪಬ್ಲಿಕ್ ಎಂಗೇಜ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಪ್ರೋಗ್ರಾಮ್ಸ್ ಟು ಡೂ ದ ಸೇಮ್ ಶಿ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ವರ್ಕ್ಸ್ ಕ್ಲೋಸ್ಲಿ ವಿತ್ ಅದರ್ ಸ್ಪೆಷಲಿಸ್ಟ್ ಇನ್ ಅ ಜನರಲ್ ಹಾಸ್ಪಿಟಲ್ ಟು ಸೆನ್ಸಿಟೈಸ್ ಅದರ್ ಸ್ಪೆಷಾಲಿಟೀಸ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ನೀಡ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಎಲ್ಡರ್ಲಿ ನೈಟಿಂಗಲ್ ಮೆಡಿಕಲ್ ಟ್ರಸ್ಟ್ ಆರ್ ಎನ್ ಎಮ್ ಟಿ ಇಸ್ ಅ ಪ್ರೊಫೆಷನಲಿ ಮ್ಯಾನೇಜ್ಡ್ ನಾನ್ ಫಾರ್ ಪ್ರಾಫಿಟ್ ಆರ್ಗನೈಸೇಷನ್ ವರ್ಕಿಂಗ್ ಫಾರ್ ದ ವೆಲ್ ಬೀಯಿಂಗ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಎಲ್ಡರ್ಲಿ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಪರ್ಸನ್ಸ್ ವಿತ್ ಡಿಮೆನ್ಷಿಯಾ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಅಲ್ಸೈಮರ್ಸ್ ಸಿನ್ಸ್ ನೈನ್ಟೀನ್ ವಿ ಸ್ಟ್ರೈವ್ ಟು ಸ್ಟ್ರೆಂಥನ್ ಫ್ಯಾಮಿಲಿ ಬಾಂಡ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಪ್ರಮೋಟ್ ಕಮ್ಯುನಿಟಿ ಬೇಸ್ಡ್ ಸಪೋರ್ಟ್ ಸಿಸ್ಟಮ್ ಫಾರ್ ಸೀನಿಯರ್ ಸಿಟಿಜನ್ ಆಫ್ ಆಲ್ ಸೋಷಿಯೋ ಎಕನಾಮಿಕ್ ಗ್ರೂಪ್ಸ್ ಥ್ರೂ ವೇರಿಯಸ್ ಇನ್ನೋವೇಟಿವ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ನೀಡ್ ಬೇಸ್ಡ್ ಪ್ರಾಜೆಕ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಏಮ್ ಟುವರ್ಡ್ಸ್ ಡಿಮೆನ್ಷಿಯಾ ಕೇರ್ ಆಕ್ಟಿವ್ ಏಜಿಂಗ್ ಸೋಷಿಯಲ್ ಇಂಟಿಗ್ರೇಷನ್ ಎಂಪವರ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಕೆಪಾಸಿಟಿ ಬಿಲ್ಡಿಂಗ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಪ್ರಿವೆನ್ಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ಎಲ್ಡರ್ ಅಬ್ಯೂಸ್ ದ ಫೌಂಡರ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಆರ್ಗನೈಸೇಷನ್ ಆರ್ ಡಾಕ್ಟರ್ ರಾಧಾ ಎಸ್ ಮೂರ್ತಿ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಮಿಸ್ಟರ್ ಪ್ರೇಮ್ ಕುಮಾರ್ ರಾಜಾ we have ms ramani sundaram with us to conduct this interview today ms ramani sundaram is a clinical neuroscientist and a dementia trainer working as a team lead with nmt now over to ms ramani sundaram uh, hi dr anita so today we are going to talk about uh, dementia thank you for accepting our invite so i'll start with the questions uh, is dementia and alzheimer's disease the same or different and in what way Thank you for inviting me for this uh, conversation, Ramani. Very interesting question there. Dementia is an umbrella term where your brain is degenerating, basically. And it can happen for multiple reasons. Alzheimer's dementia or disease is a type of dementia. And that is the most common dementia that we know of. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Doctor, we have uh, heard that it could be hereditary. Is it true? For the most common type of Alzheimer's disease is due to aging. Age is your biggest risk factor, right? Now, hereditary factors do play a role and increase your risk of getting dementia. So, if you have a first degree relative who, have, who has had dementia, you are more likely to get it. with along with other risk factors not necessarily due to it but we cannot say the same thing for young onset uh, dementias uh, for early onset alzheimers frontotemporal dementia 
and some other rare forms of dementias, hereditary factors do play a large role. Interesting. Uh, as you spoke about uh, young onset dementia, is dementia specifically a disease of old? Majority of Alzheimer's disease, which is the most common cause of uh, dementia, is an age of, uh, is a disease of elderly. Okay. Okay. And what are the early signs of Alzheimer's disease, doctor? Um, now, it is, I would always like to compare Alzheimer's disease or dementia to pregnancy. It is very hard to catch at an early stage because it will be passed off as normal aging because it is an age-related illness. So, what happens is you might have some slips of memory. Uh, this is the most common or an isolated incident of missing the way, misplacing things. When these symptoms start affecting a person's functioning or has caused a major trouble in the way that they live, right. that is when we generally pick up, okay. right? So, in some cases, it is uh, problems with thinking, making decisions, uh, difficulty in understanding, difficulty in concentrating in certain aspects, the, or doing simple math or able to do their day-to-day -day transactions in a bank or the shop. These are the things that predominantly get affected. But it is also not uncommon to see people to have personality changes where they family come and say that he's not himself. He gets angry too soon. He gets aggressive with us or he started spending too much or he's uh, losing control. Not finding the right words is another uh, common complaint that people do talk about. Other than that, there are mood symptoms where they kind of, you know, have depressive feelings or apathetic. Some people do present with hallucinations and delusions too. So it is very hard to put uh, a finger on what starts off, but majority of the time it's simple memory problems. Right, right. That's very interesting because I think when we talk about simple memory problems, in many times it could be categorized as normal aging. So, uh, how can a person who has some sort of a memory loss uh, get themselves screened for dementia? Ramani, this is a very important area for intervention and uh, you, something that we have to pay attention to. Alzheimer's or dementia of any kind has got preclinical stage. And preclinical stage is what we call as when we closely observe that, you know, your elderly or the loved one with who is over 60 or 65 has got place for some interventions which can buy them few years of independence. And I would say this stage, you know, offering, we have multiple um, elderly packages, but none of the elderly master health checks ever offer memory screening. This right. would be the good starting point according to me. So memory screening, even a mild one, we can then investigate it further by detailed cognitive testing and there are treatable dimensions like there are some vitamin deficiencies that contribute to memory problems. There is depression which is very common in elderly that contributes to memory problems. Right. There is alcohol excess. There is uh, repeated, uh, you know, the vascular events in some people who have got 
vascular risk factors like hypertension and uh, diabetes which with poor control they develop you know memory problems all these are contributory factors towards developing uh, alzheimers so these things can easily be treated and a person can remain uh, without progression of those symptoms um, so th that screening is something that's right right what would the screening usually involve the screening that would be normally what happens is a neurologist a psychiatrist or an elderly physicians these are the people to generally you know people go to normally and uh, they do complain about their memory problems so few things that i mentioned in the earlier questions are incorporated into so called dementia screening that is they check for their uh, you know the physical symptoms their uh, sugar control their uh, thyroid levels calcium levels vitamin b12 folate um, vitamin d, d levels yeah. uh, there is also chronic uh, inflammatory conditions that can right. contribute to uh, memory problems so there are crp levels uh, there is also some sexual uh, illnesses from the past so vdrl these are the things that are checked as the blood tests hmm. and they also do um, ct or mri most likely mri is more helpful to check if there are brain changes like shrinking specific parts of brain that are shrunken so that way we can identify when alzheimer um, you know pathology has started or not started most probable again the com the correct way of diagnosis is not possible but we are we will be getting most probable diagnosis with these kind of um, you know tests alongside all this the most important thing is what we know as what we call as cognitive screening that is we do memory testing we call it memory but there are various domains that we test for like language attention concentration visual spatial skills long term short term memory calculations uh, fluency tests these are tests that give us idea about how a person's brain is functioning and which areas are already compromised by this way we will be able to establish a baseline functioning for any person elderly person all these things put together will give us some idea about somebody's possibility of developing yeah and um, dementia on it so not. so an elderly with uh, memory loss could just possibly take at least the cognitive screening at the first place which is just a paper pencil based test where there are just certain questions that are being asked and they could just see how how is their cognitive function as such and if there are some issues they can then look into further evaluation as you suggested correct correct ramani that's the message uh dr is dementia treatable is alzheimer's disease treatable oh ramani i don't know how to answer that but dementia if you ask me a specific question and a specific answer to that it no it's not treatable uh is it manageable yes 
like any other illness like hypertension like diabetes like any chronic illness rheumatoid arthritis we don't treat it we don't cure it but we manage it similarly alzheimer's disease can be man managed living well with dementia is the concept how do we live with an illness with a quality of life that is what we are all train, trying to achieve right and when we talk about management what sort of management are we talking about doctor see ramani we discussed about what all we are going to screen right so the these are all treatable factors so we are going to treat if any of these things are affected like for example if thyroid is not good then you treat thyroid condition so your thinking is faster and you know your uh, functioning at an optimum level similarly b12 deficiencies contribute to somebody's uh, thinking uh, abilities remembering abilities so we treat that with appropriate medications and what we call this as you know whether it is sugar control or cholesterol levels these are all uh, factors that increase the risk of dementia because in alzheimers what happens your nerve cells are dying or rather degenerating and becoming what we call as plaques and tangles right now there, there is another side by side process that happens that is your arteries are also getting blocked and causing mini strokes or vascular changes what we call in the brain that also contributes to the loss of functioning of the brain so if we control the blood pressure diabetes cholesterol not only is your heart functioning well your brain is also functioning well so that is the mantra there is also other inflammations some some studies have shown that inflammation is the reason that you know brain cells automatically become plaques and tangles so if we address some chronic inflammation that can be happening these are the ways of handling uh dementia there is also mental health conditions like somebody with depression can develop dementia so treating and depression is treatable so treating somebody with depression their risk of developing dementia will come down right so the, these are the ways of managing right are there any licensed drugs that could be used for dementia per se see the there are definitely some pharmacological therapy that we can use and these medications are shown to be delaying the onset of uh, dementia now what does uh, the alzheimers do it takes away your personality and it takes away your cognitive ability that you will not be able to care for yourself so let's say if it is delayed even by few months or years that is an added you know advantage advantage for somebody so these medications are called cholinesterase inhibitors um so these medications do contribute uh, towards improving quality of life and delaying the onset of dementia when started in preclinical and early stages wonderful wonderful uh, doctor as you spoke about the treatment saying that there's no cure for dementia as such but it is manageable uh, given there's no cure uh, how do we encourage people to get themselves screened for uh, memory loss you know if at all they have a memory loss how do we get themselves screened and given that there's a lot of stigma around dementia itself 
So how do we address that? Ramani, you brought up a very interesting topic. It is uh, not only um, stigma. Um, the sorry, can you do that? Again? Ramani, what we need to know um, is whenever there is lack of awareness, there is stigma attached to it. If you see ages ago, people with diabetes also were not married. People with asthma were told you cannot get married. Right. That was because of lack of awareness. We are in that stage with regards to dementia. Right? So the more the awareness improves, the stigma will be demystified by itself. And we have stigma at various levels. And uh, one is by denial. One is due to denial that, um, that you know, there is no dementia. It is all aging. Right. And who invests in age? Aged person. That ageist attitude is also there. So we, all these things has to change. And stigma because, as I said in the earlier segment, some of the symptoms of dementia is also psychological symptoms. And you know very well how much of uh, stigma is attached to any mental illness. Because if they have low uh, mood, if they have delusions, hallucinations as part of dementia, people are in denial uh, and they, don't, they do not want to believe a brain condition can... Uh, cause all this we are basically removed from the fact that you know brain and mind are linked true and true. i think this is the major cause for dementia and we don't like to acknowledge mind symptoms right and in with regards to alzheimer's or dementia i think we have to go on a big uh, awareness drive openly discuss educate our younger generations i talk about you know this middle-aged people who are professionals i think we have to empower them with a lot of uh, information to look after their elderly much better correct so uh, doctors you being a geriatric psychiatrist are there any platforms or are there any ways that these elders can actually go and get themselves screened maybe perhaps in a confidential manner ramani this pandemic has uh, really opened up a lot of avenues I must say it, is, it has been very difficult two years, but it has also been a very innovative time for mental health. And, uh, and the number of online mental health platforms that have come for various other adult disorders to now elderly is also one of the things is started by Nightingale's Medical Trust called uh, DEM Clinic. This is a fantastic opportunity for anybody who is concerned about their elderly or they, they themselves where they feel they have they're offering uh, initial assessment and screening for free I mean this is a quite an expensive uh, assessment if you go on a private practice seeking it out and that's offered for free they have empaneled a lot of psychiatrists uh, onto the platform so you can you can have access to on some of the best practicing old age psychiatrists uh, in the country so these things have come up. Even doctors, you know, psychiatrists are offering online assessments. So they can't get more confidential and easier than accessing these kind of assessments from the comfort of your own house. 
by no means they 100% replace a one on one but at least it is a start i think things will get much streamlined and better serviced as the time goes by wonderful uh, doctor why are we talking about dementia so much right now though we do agree there is lack of awareness is dementia such a huge problem for india ramani dementia is a big problem for the entire world the world has recognized it um you know that european western countries or even you know the far east countries like japan have aging population more than compared to younger population india is on that's moving on to that side with a better population control we are now an aging population our uh, estimated um you know um population aging population will reach the 25 times more uh, in about 10 years and if we do not act now we will be in a big trouble because dementia will people will live with dementia with poor uh, access to services, services yes so that will not be good for the country dementia causes disability dementia causes dependence and uh, th- that is not good correct i i i was just going through certain reports uh, which says that inter- internationally like every 3 seconds there's someone who's getting diagnosed with dementia the recent who report said that there are about 10 million cases of dementia True. added every True. year uh, india itself is saying that there are about 6.1 million people with dementia correct. given that only 10% of people ever get diagnosed You're 100% you know? right on right, that numbers. Right. right. 100%. So so as you said probably we have to increase the rate of diagnosis to probably make the treatment better and as you rightly said the societal cost of looking after someone with dementia is also huge. Correct. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So Dr. I think we've spoken a lot about dementia. I think to look at the brighter side. Is there anything that we can do in terms of prevention? What is it that we can do to make sure that we do not you know uh, get this disease perhaps i know that there are no proven prevention techniques as such but there might be some strategies that might be very helpful can you throw some light on that prevention will have to be at multiple levels uh, ramani the thing is um, we can individually like i say education is the key improving awareness and education is the key i think it, it our prevention strategy should start early on like like i say middle age would be the right time to start and a person with better sugar control better heart uh, you know nutrition nutrition yes. uh, exercise is one of the most proven uh, strategies in preventing dementia uh there is uh, enough and more research evidence to say that you know having about 30 minutes of moderate exercise two to three times a week will be more than enough to keep your heart and brain happy right right, right. and there is also uh food uh, rich in um, omega 3 fatty acids yes yeah. these are foods that yeah. tend yeah. to what we call as what these kind of foods what it does is reduces inflammatory Uh, reactions in the brain and it helps with better neuronal connections and things like that so which is anyway good 
for your brain health. True, true. And uh, there is all, like I mentioned about inflammation, right? Um, reducing inflammation. The, the multiple strategies to reduce inflammation, you know, like some talk about diet, some talk about uh, anti-inflammatory, like going on aspirin and things like that. Any school of medicine which promotes anti-inflammatory will be good. Right. The One of the other most neglected uh, thing is sleep hygiene. Sleep is a very important role in clearing of amyloid plaques. They have said that people who have poor sleep also have, it has been proven that they develop cognitive deficits much true, more true, early. True, true, yes. So I think to correcting your sleep, you know, one way or the other, which is most, you know, doctors can uh, identify what sort of sleep disorder you have and then treat and get all those addressed. These, this is one way of personally somebody addressing their own uh, brain health. The other ways is, uh, you know, obviously education to the colleagues as well, our own medical colleagues being in tune with somebody. is a, It's more common for an over 65 to have more confusions post-surgery, post-ICU admissions, or when they're unwell, to just to kind of think about, could this be dementia? So sensitizing every section of uh, our you know, society, it takes a village to raise a child, and so does, it takes a village to look after an elderly, and as a civilized society, we have to do that. We yeah. need dementia-friendly services. Everybody has to start thinking about, oh, I see somebody who is looking a bit lost, and could this be that, and should we be attending to them? Or if you have a person who's left his uh, newspaper out and not picked up, you know, who's your elderly neighbor, somebody has to think, this is, is not there looking, there wrong? is changing. Yeah. Yeah. So prevention, I, I talk both in medical and societal terms that, you know, we have to be a lot more in tune with a lot of things to address things. Yeah. Yeah, correct. Uh, and doctor, adding to what you already said, I think also right now there's a lot of buzz around, you know, keeping yourself socially connected, uh, talking to each other. And I think also, uh, you know, doing some sort of, you know, mentally stimulating activities. Even I think even that is quite helpful, isn't it, doctor? You're absolutely spot on on that, Ramani. Yes, uh, social, I think I forgot to kind of uh, talk about that. Social stimulation has got the best what the stimulation for the brain we have what is known as cognitive stimulation therapy for people with uh, cognitive difficulties or dementias in our centers we as much as we talk about exercise there are two uh, important aspects the one is exercise and one is uh, uh, social stimulation social stimulation lights up your brain in very different ways and that anything that lights up your brain in different ways is good for your brain. So isolatedly, a person sitting in Sudoku to going to meet a set of friends or people and uh, playing a housey, which might not be that, you know, highly stimulating. Uh, if you compare the two, probably going and being in a company and playing housey will be good for that elderly person. Definitely, definitely. So I would be... You know, loneliness is the biggest and other problem amongst elderly and that really robs them of a lot of cognitive uh, abilities. So 
creating opportunities for elderly to mix and uh, to socialize um, is the utmost important thing and uh, structured and for already diagnosed people with dementia these cognitive stimulation therapies are uh, promoted in active aging centers like the ones run by nightingales they they are conducted by psychologists and they have a particular protocol of doing it and they mix both cognitive and physical gym activities if you want to call it that way and that that really helps in somebody's uh, improvement in their functioning yeah. so wonderful doctor i think uh, as we have speak, spoken a lot about prevention i think a lot of people will have doubts that there are many famous people who have done all of these that we spoke about as preventive activity probably you know having good education keeping yourself active socially mentally you know like we talk about say uh, ronald reagan margaret thatcher or ms subalakshmi but they did went on to develop dementia so what does it tell about the situation ramani you you asked again a very important question like i said nobody is immune aging is the one major risk factor for dementia and when i say major it is major right nothing else, everything else like i said we don't know the cause of dementia everything else we discussed today is a contributory factor understood right there are protective factors like you said keeping yourself active education levels right good nutrition everything that we have spoken are protective factors but they are not um they are not going to stop it from coming if you are prone to getting it so does um these famous people it it's fantastic that these people said that they have had alzheimers and we need many more such names to come out for people to you asked me a question about stigma apart from this these names can you name many more people there are a lot more people famous celebrities who suffered from alzheimers but we don't know nobody wants to disclose it such is the stigma attached to it start i think people should start reporting it should start treating it as a normal issue and come forward for studies to prevent it and whatever comes through uh, the could correct way of uh, you know investigating and research support such activities we will be able to win over alzheimers one day i'm sure we will find a cure wonderful doctor i think that i would uh, want to ask you one last question as we close this session so you know that this is going to be listened by a lot of elders what is it that you want to uh, tell them as they all are in the age group which is more prone to dementia and you have already put it that by keeping themselves active they can reduce the probability if if at all you want to leave them with a message what that would be see this is um, this is a message not only for elders but definitely for my parents too because they are in that age group elders have to learn to plan their retirement a lot of our indian parents live for their children and i think they have to plan it for themselves plan it in such a way that that they are active they are enjoying and they are able to uh, you know attend to their needs first this is the first thing i would say second thing is do not hesitate if you do have depression because depression can be treated and seek out help because that does impact your dementia 
uh, you know, onset. Second thing is pay attention. Pay attention. And there is nothing wrong if a close family member points out you are forgetting. Accept health. Get screened. That is the first starting point because that screening place, whichever that I spoke about, the age care, you know, resources we have always is connected with a lot of support groups as well, right? Whether it is a DEM clinic or uh, some other clinics established by others, they're always linked up with uh, support services. services. Uh, They are able to link you up with support services. whether you are diagnosed with one or not and you being educated you will pick up it's a chain reaction so look after yourselves and look out for others who might need help amongst you support each other and seek help that's all i would like to say wonderful doctor so i think though we may say that there's no cure for dementia we'll just leave it at there's still hope there's health so people should get themselves screened keep themselves active physically mentally and Thank you very much, Dr. Anita, for throwing light on dementia and dementia management. All our questions were well answered. And we also thank Ms. Ramani for asking thoughtful questions. Once again, we thank both of you for such a lovely session. We look forward to have many educative programs like this. Thank you. Listeners, I hope you all enjoyed this interview. Stay tuned to Hiriyaravani for more such programs. Government of India has initiated Elderline toll-free number 14567. Elders or anyone on behalf of elders can call between morning 8am to 8pm for any questions, queries and support to elderly. Bye for now. Take care.